On to our next conversation. Now uh, we're talking to BLF uh, or Black First Land First leader, uh, Mr. Andilem Matama. Headline, a very interesting headline, reads BLF members escape 200,000 Rand plus loss in hate speech case after John Gulane ruling. The party was reportedly about to suffer a devastating loss only for the judge to apparently do a dramatic about turn after doing some research in his chambers. Black First Land First and two of its members appear to have had a very close shave with a hate speech judgment that would have cost their spokesperson Lindsay Masdorp and Deputy Secretary General Zuelake Tubasi 200,000 rand in addition to legal fees. The BLF had uh, been dragged to the quality court by labor union solidarity following social media utterances from Masdorp about the deaths of four pupils at Warskwal Driuk in Fandrabil Park. That was in February. I'm sure you remember that story. Joining us now is Mr. Mlatama on the line, BLF leader. Good evening to you, sir, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening to you and to your listeners. Do tell us what your stance and your view is of this ruling. Please say that again. Do tell us what you think of this, what the headline reads as a close shave with a ruling that would have been against you, 200,000 rand plus. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's an accurate re- reflection of the, what actually happened today in court. Um, we were due to receive a judgment uh, uh, you know and uh, the judge uh, did something unusual because instead of just reading the judgment is what normally happens then asked both parties to actually address him on the new development which has an impact on his ruling and that development is that the Supreme Court of Appeal has in fact struck the section 10 of the of the quality act as um, uh, unconstitutional but this is the provision this is a section which solidarity this uh, right-wing organization uh, had used to to ask that Black First Land First members be found to have committed hate speech. So now, quite the difficulty already that if this provision has been declared unconstitutional, uh, there seem to be, a, 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 I mean, a legal lacuna, if you like. But we were very quick to say no. There's not difficulty. The court must dismiss the matter because if the application was based on uh, this section, which has now been declared unconstitutional, there's, there is no case. There's no this matter must be dismissed. Judge was very reluctant. Judge was very sympathetic towards the other guys. We were saying, well, judge must continue as if there was no Supreme Court of Appeals decision. They said to the judge, you know, you con- you you just continue because the this judgment does not apply retrospectively. And we said, but doesn't make sense what you're saying because judgment happened. Last week, Friday, 29th of November. Today is the 3rd of of December. How can you say it does not, I mean, there's any, um, doesn't apply retrospectively. This, it is not of the past. It is now, today, 
days after judgment had happened. So judge unhappily went back to his chambers and came back and he said, we were right. KLF was right. And he held up his own judgment, which he had written, and declared it a nullity. Meaning that, well, all the prayers of our opponents and whatever they wanted cannot get, uh, uh, in fact, meaning that black first and first in fact has, has, has got victory. Yes, if you look at the Judgment itself, if it wasn't declared a nullity, would have been in a very difficult position because the judge had ruled that two members of our organization must pay 200000 to four families, four white families. And uh, not only that, that they must pay costs, which could run up to 300000 average. And uh, they must also apologize. So, But once he said, declared his own judgment a nullity, it meant that well, and we avoided all that headache and, and difficulty. Let me let me just round off by saying also, Black First Land First never celebrated the death of these uh, children. We never issued an a, a official statement to say that. It was our members who were responding to what was happening on social media who had made utterances, which, um, of course, led to us being brought to court. But that was never a Black First Land First position. The media was just using that again to demonize us. All right. Um, can you also, agree, or do you also agree with the fact that um, it was because of the uh, SCA's ruling on the journalist John Golana's ruling that made the judge to take a U-turn? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, our this is our legal system, isn't it? I mean, a higher court, once it rules, a lower court must follow, isn't it? Which was for us, I mean, we thought the judge was making a big fuss out of nothing. When the Supreme Court of Appeal had said this section has been declared unconstitutional, the, the high court, which which is the court we're at, it's a high court, it's a lower court, it shouldn't have had difficulty in simply following what the Supreme Court of Appeal had said. That's how that's how the law that's how law happened. I mean, I mean operating in South Africa. Yeah. But the judge, I mean, Black First Land First is demonized by all the you know, power holders in this country, including the judiciary. The judge had, we had, once had pains. You should have seen that to a point where I, because I was, I mean, I've, by the way, I think, uh, you know, we must also recognize that we were going, we have been up against an advocate here and we beat these guys today. Um, I stood up and said to, I mean, I, I almost lost it and said to this judge, look, you are doing too much to try to defend our opponents, who we know are a racist organization anyway. Um, you're bending over the quite unnecessarily. The, the, the situation is very clear. Why are you doing this? Yeah. I, I was almost on the verge, I think, of being uh, slapped with a contempt of court, but I'd lost it because of the open bias of the judge. But he unhappily went to his chambers and came back, grudgingly had to agree with our interpretation. So we, it was a good day for us. I'm sorry, you're saying you stood up and spoke. Were you litigating in person? We're representing ourselves. Ah. Okay. I mean, we, have, we, 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 don't, we don't have money. We're a very poor organization, and uh, our opponents uh, have lots of money, and they're using this money to drag us to court in the first minute. We have represented ourselves from the beginning on this matter, and I always thought we presented a very good case. But today, I mean, and it's very unusual, the law, which we believe South African law is anti-black, uh, unfortunately for them, they, they, the law was on our side.
All right. Do you still believe that the judiciary, the judiciary is against you if now they are found in, in your favor? No, just systematically. The African judiciary is untransformed. It is systematically anti-black. I mean, look at the, the double standards and the hypocrisy that goes on. Um, as I speak to you now, um, Afroforum, another racist right-wing organization, has many cases against us and they will go to court. The court gives them these decisions. They have a court um, in the situation of this young uh, boy, black boy who was murdered by white farmers in the Northwest. You know, in Sunflower case, Afroforum has used this money, including these powerful lawyers, and it got those guys out to get an appeal. They, we, can, they, we know as we speak to, I mean, now that the case of the so-called coffin case, you know, that where these uh, white farmers again were found guilty for attempted murder, for intimidation and these horrible uh, uh, crimes, the Court of Appeal said, no, well, even that, they must reduce the, um, the sentence. Um, these guys will just walk free, basically. I mean, there is numerous examples. Uh, let me take an example that most of your listeners probably will relate to. Jacob Zuma is hounded, has been put in court every five, I mean, since I don't know how long. Marcus Juste, who is implicated in 20 billion rand worth of corruption, is on holiday. Not only that, we have open cases against uh, FWD Clark of murders. He's enjoying state pension. Uh, but they're changing I mean, people like herself. I mean, the NPA just opened a very silly case, uh, reopening a silly case against us. Um, because we believe, of course, the judiciary, I mean, the whole criminal justice system is used blatantly in the interest of those who have power, and those who have power are those that um, we are at war with. So, no, this judiciary is anti-black. Of course, it has to be anti-black because the constitution of the country is anti-black. And, and the laws follows. They, they have to be anti-black. All right. I want to open the lines for you, sir, and then read some text, take some voice notes for you. 0891-104-207. We're talking to BLF leader Andy Limnatama. Mr. Limnatama uh, talks to us after having won and quite, quite, quite clearly and neatly they won without representation. And a very interesting situation we find ourselves in our country where he has won in court and still says, the courts are, well, untransformed. Now, let's talk about the BLF. Um, the last time we spoke to the BLF, Mr. Mutama, um you had been deregistered or removed from the list of political parties in our country because your constitution, uh, well, doesn't allow white people to come in. Have you changed your stance ever since then? Have you changed your constitution? We had a very successful conference over the weekend to look specifically at the status of our movement because black people do want us to be in the formal political space. Um, just to remind your listeners that um, the um, deregistration of Black First Land First was instigated by a Freedom Front Plus, which went to the IEC and complained that we are a black song organization and that 
not consistent with the IEC Act. Now, Freedom Farm Plus is a, is a whites-only racist organization representing land thieves, which is terrified of blackface land thieves because they know if we were to be in Parliament, then we will push very hard uh, these black parties, EFF and the ANC, to do the right thing. They're terrified of blackface land thieves. They don't want us in the political system. And they hide behind this uh, provision. Of course, what we did, we, we said, okay, we will meet the requirements of the IEC. That's what our conference said. Meet the requirements of the IEC, register again in due course, uh, but there is no mandate to accept white members. If Freedom Front Plus has no white member, black members rather, uh, in its leadership, nor does it have black members in parliament, it has no obligation to have black members, but it has written uh, in this constitution that somehow it is open to all. Well, we'll do the same. We'll simply write a piece of paper and give it to the IEC and meet the requirements, but we're not going to accept white members. So that's, that's what we have decided over the weekend. Okay. And uh, there had been some uh, T-shirts and things that were written on those T-shirts that allegedly were not uh, kosher. So will you stop saying or writing such things now? I don't know what is not kosher. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you do not believe that there is anything about your statements uh, that needs to be corrected as black first, land first. There, 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 there was a very silly uh, magistrate court decision. So our magistrate. Let me just also explain. Today's court, for instance, uh, is the high court sitting as a quality court. Also, the magistrate court has that function of sitting as the equality court. And and we had a situation there where some racists had gone to a magistrate court in Johannesburg and claimed that our slogan, land or death, is hate speech. And a silly black judge, I mean, the magistrate actually found for them, again relying on Section 10, which has been struck off as unconstitutional. We are appealing that decision. I don't know if, it, well, it, it is maybe not kosher from the white perspective, that if you see black people with their t-shirt saying land of death, that you are threatened because you know you're land thief, you stole their land, and somehow if they want their land, you think that that death story means that you must die. I mean, the guilty are afraid. Why are you... We are not calling to the of death of anyone. I mean, if you look at Latin America's left wing of, I mean, countries and struggles, they're very clear. Fatherland or death. Motherland or death. This is... Uh, it, Sangara said the same. This is a revolutionary struggle, I mean, and, and a well-established slogan. Because if you don't have your territory as a people, you don't exist. You're good as dead. But, I mean, the guilty, of course, are terrified. Okay. Let me take some voice notes for you for some calls and some texts, perhaps. Uh, go ahead, Phineas. Uh, greetings. Greetings to you, Mr. Nilo Pondwana, and also to your guest, uh, Mr. Matama, and also to the listeners of SAFM and uh, to your producer. This is a massive Kogosel in East London. Uh, I just want to ask her this question to Mr. Matama regards uh, his party. Uh, first of all, we are in Republic of South Africa. The country uh, that believes 
in democracy or the country that is under democracy so now uh i just want to ask this question mr matama when you are saying uh your party it belongs to only to the black so what do you mean by saying that and uh, what about her uh, the other people whites colored indians and you name them what about the other people because they're all south africans so when you're saying that it's not the racism i just want to know can you explain it for me god bless you thank you all right you can respond sir yes no when we say black we we are a black consciousness organization that follows these because black consciousness and its definition of black and in that black all the formerly oppressed people africans colors and indians are represented so uh, the people who are not represented are the people who are beneficiaries of our oppression these are white people um well we also understand that black people in this country did not just lose land they lost also their capacity to think black and that's why when we try to resolve a matter of a republic which we do not belong, belong to which black South African can claim this country belong to them? It is only in name. Huh? I mean, 80% of this land is, in, is owned by about 35,000 white families and their trusts. We're a country about, of about 58 million people. Let me repeat that so that these uh, brainwashed black people get it. You black people of South Africa, you are only South Africans by name, but the country does not belong to you. You can't claim to be part of the republic you aren't 80 percent of this land is owned by 35,000 white families and how they got to own that land they stole it from us now when we say we need justice to address this matter you get these brainwashed black people saying we're racist i mean i don't want to go into the complexity of the debate about blacks can't be racist but i mean certainly for the black person we have, you, 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 we have the full functioning of your brain, you should know by simply looking at the face value. You live in a township with your, or with your relatives. They live in squatter camps. They're excluded. If you look at the economy, 90% of this economy is in the hands of white people. Huh? You are a black majority who have nothing. And you come around and say that it is racist for us to address this matter. It is because you've internalized white oppression. You have become an agent against your own interests. But that is how deep the whole uh, process of, of colonialism is. And that's why Steve Bigot teaches us that the most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor, it is the mind of the oppressed. We speak for the oppressor. We cannot speak for ourselves. We are ashamed to even say black first. This country belongs to black people because the white system has taught us to uh, not be able to articulate the interests of our own. All right, final question uh, from the voice note, and then we'll let you go, sir. Let's go to the voice note. Phineas? Good evening, Mr. Andile and OSFM listeners. I'm Willy. Once again, in Peter Marispec. One thing I like about you, Mr. Andile, you don't mince your words. You just say them exactly as they are, no matter how your opponents might take them. But I really want to congratulate you for that. You are a real soldier and congratulations once again for the victory. Uh, it means 
you are going somewhere. I just hope and believe that soon you will be able to register your party and become formal that you are BLF. Thank you. You can respond, Mr. Muta. No, that is uh, well taken, and uh, we appreciate a lot that comment. By the way, a lot of black people uh, hear what we're saying. We have been receiving absolutely wonderful, positive response. Our people say, we hear what you're saying. We can't allow racist white parties telling us in our country that we cannot be blacks only. We can't allow these parties, which have Orania, where we as black people are excluded from going to this area in our own country, telling us that we can't have a black organization that must lead the interests of black people. This party, which has this grandson of the voting parliament, actually is using the laws of this country to say black first land first must accept white members. No, we will not do that. And let me just reiterate. Black first, land first shall not be forced by anyone to embrace the oppressor. We are not going to be forced to love and to embrace and to include people who are beneficiaries of our oppression. What have white people done in the past 25 years to show that they want us to live together as one people by acknowledging apartheid, colonialism and racism and all that has gone? They have done nothing. The clerk today stands up and he says his hands are clean when he knows under his regime Thousands and thousands of black people were murdered. Just this weekend, a black Sangoma was murdered on a farm by this white racist. You think Black First Land First is going to accept those people as members? Think again. It's not going to happen. Thank you for the invitation again. All right. Thank you very much. Antile Mutama is the leader of Black First Land First after their victory in court today. 27 minutes now before midnight.